this beautiful, peaceful postpartum that you really desire can feel very out of reach. But no matter what your situation is, making these simple shifts that I'm going to give you today, keeping these eight focus areas in mind can dramatically, it can and will dramatically improve your postpartum experience. It will make you a million times more confident and at peace than so many moms who feel so blindsided by those hardest parts. And at the end, you know, I think so many of us do end up having this experience that isn't as positive as we hoped or that we really deserve just simply because nobody prepared us for how to take care of ourselves too. So are you ready to hear this? Let's go ahead and dive in. This is a continuation from the last episode. So if you didn't go to part one yet and hear my first four tips, go do that really quick and then meet me back over here. Hey friend, welcome to Arm to the Heart. I'm Megan Gephardt. I believe life and motherhood is a gift. I believe each of us are born with a unique mission we're meant to fulfill. I believe babies and dreams can and do go together. I believe it is possible to pursue the dreams in our hearts and also be a great mom at the same time when we let God lead us. I believe it takes a village and a whole lot of grace and that military life and motherhood is so much better when we do it together. So let's put on the armor of God. Let's run this race set before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So we are on tip number five as a continuation from last time. So let's go ahead and jump right into part two. Nourish your body and your baby with good nutrition and hydration. So we're going to dive more deeply into this, but I want you to think about a couple just simple components here. Aim for nutrient-dense foods to support your healing, to support healthy weight loss, to support your energy, your mood, especially when you're so sleep-deprived. It's just going to make or break your, your experience of how much energy you have, even when you are very sleep-deprived. It's going to help your regulate your hormones, your nervous system function. It will impact the quality of your sleep, obviously your fitness, your athletic performance, and your aesthetic goals, You know your, your ability to meet whatever your weight loss goals are and your hopeful timeline there. And I want you to focus less on drastic changes here or on kind of over restriction or obsession around nutrition and cutting a whole bunch of things out. And, and, you know, I want you to instead focus on simple, effective, sustainable habits so you can cultivate a positive relationship with food and your body. So prep and batch cooking can go a long way during this time you know, giving people a little bit of guidance on the types of meals that would support you and your goals and your preferences, you know, even just something as simple as, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on nourishing my body during this time. So I would love for a healthy nourishing meal. Like that would be amazing. And I would, I would just be so, so grateful, you know, so that can be awesome. Um, I have some episodes that can be really helpful for you to go back to. If you haven't listened to them already, I've got one on how to simplify getting healthy meals on the table. We talk, I will talk a lot about that in my hacks for meal prep, for batch cooking, for doing it in minimal time and energy because we don't got time for all of that as busy moms. And so it's going to help you simplify eating healthy and it's going to be really good for you for postpartum, especially and in the craziness of life as you return to work and all the things. So don't be afraid to ask for the help to do this and focus on hyd hydration and nourishing your body is what's going to also help you maintain your milk supply. So if you are worried about your milk supply and feel a little bit of pressure around that, I want you to make sure that you're nourishing yourself enough, that you're actually eating and hydrating enough because the biggest thing that impacts our milk supply, in addition to just making sure that we're focusing on supply and demand, as in like 
we're feeding our baby on demand or we are pumping as much as, as possible slash as much as we need to, um, for that output, it's all, the output is going to be based on the demand. And so as long as you are continuing to nurse as much as your baby wants or needs, and, and don't worry, I just encourage you just very separate tangential note. Don't bog yourself down with feeling like you have to be a, be on a super strict schedule. Babies are not really like that. You know, it, it's, it's tough. And oftentimes you're going to hear like, oh, they should be eating every two to three hours and newborns cluster feed. It's just how they, they get your milk supply going. It's how they regulate your supply and it's good for them. It's healthy for them. And they also nurse for way more than just nourishment. It's also comfort. And that's a beautiful thing. It helps you heal. It helps shrink your uterus back down to its size. It helps you prevent postpartum hemorrhaging. I mean, there's so many things. It helps stabilize your mood. It gives you boost of oxytocin, which is a beautiful, good, feel-good hormone. We all want that. We need that postpartum. So there's so many reasons why, you know, you are uniquely designed. Your body is uniquely designed to be nourished by good nutrition by good whole foods and also to continue to take care of yourself in that way as you're nursing your baby around the clock or coming into whatever your new normal is when it comes to your relationship with breastfeeding if you choose to do that or pumping so a simple tip here is to focus on warming nourishing whole foods early on postpartum because it's going to be easier for your digestion and high fiber high fiber will really help you regulate your digestion we all know pooping is very hard postpartum. Stool softeners can be a godsend. Do not. There's no shame in that. Please take the stool softeners as long as you need to and until your body really regulates itself again. It takes time. It really does. And your pelvic floor is going to be much happier. Your healing is going to be much easier if you are able to regulate your digestion and not strain when you're pooping. Sounds like TMI, but it's truly not TMI. Nothing is TMI postpartum, and we're talking about it all. There's nothing that's taboo because we all experience it and we need help going through it. So yes, and I really want you to think about, of course, you're going to be having a lot of cravings postpartum, especially for those quick hits of um, what's going to give you boost of energy, which is usually the sugary things. It's usually the simple carbs, but I want you to focus on making sure you're having well-rounded snacks, snacks as much as you can. So if you can have a good source of protein, fat, fiber with each of those um, snacks that you might have throughout the day, you know, and and keep it simple. My friend, it's going to be hard probably to sit down for like whole meals postpartum, especially early on. Right. So the more you can make it easier to have snacks throughout the day, the more you're going to keep your energy up, the more you're going to keep your milk supply up, the better you're going to feel. And the more you're going to be able to work towards your goals in weight loss and sustainability in your postpartum recovery. So I I can't emphasize that enough and it can be very challenging, but it's very doable. And, um, just like I said, go back and listen to that episode that I have on meal planning and prep and those healthy hacks. And I also want you to, if you haven't yet listened to my episodes that I published around the Thanksgiving timeframe on your relationship with food and eating and your body, and fitness because those are going to help you tremendously too in a mature approach to food and to feel free in your relationship with food instead of a lot of pressure and guilt and shame around it. The next one, we are on number six. I want you to focus on education and a plan for your healing and your recovery and your return to exercise. So please, please, please do not, of all things, 
we have such a hard time investing in ourselves as moms. We are so quick to buy all of the best quality things for our children, the most expensive baby gadgets that are out there, you know, the the best quality baby carriers and strollers and swings and bouncers and toys and all of the things. But we are have such a hard time investing in ourselves. So I want to encourage you to shift your mindset around this because you are worthy of support too. And that can be a big difference maker when it comes to a having a postpartum training program and support there that you need. <laughs> whether it's one-on-one coaching or whether it's a plan to follow, this truly is a game changer for your confidence and your your peace and your progress postpartum. And it can also reduce so much of the mental and emotional struggles that can come from not having that support and not having the tools, both from like an education standpoint, but also a, how the heck do I sift through the dang BS and shame marketing that's out there? That's targeting all of my insecurities postpartum because it will, we are, we are very much going to be falling prey probably to a lot of those marketing tactics that are out there, but I really want you to have access to high quality evidence-based and empowering information and resources. So please prioritize that as much as you can. You know, if you're tight financially, then look and see how you could creatively fund something like that. There's a lot of good free resources that I put out there and to include obviously this podcast, but also my free guide. So please, please um, make sure that you have those downloaded if you haven't already. And when you become part of my email, when you download a free guide, you become part of my email list and you become an insider. And I'm going to give you updates when my podcast episodes come out and I'm going to give you updates on, on the best free resources that are available too. In addition to the, the best sales that I put out there for my paid programs and services. So if you're waiting for the right time to invest, if you're waiting for a time when you can afford it, I completely understand, but I don't want you to set yourself back just because you kind of can't get over that hump of knowing you're also worthy of investing in. So it truly can be a game changer. So we, we can't put a price tag on our mental health. We can't put a price tag on our physical recovery. But it makes a world of difference over the long run when we can set ourselves up for success in those simple ways early on. All right. So the last two here. So the last, the second to last one, sleep hygiene. So we, of course, are going to be extremely sleep deprived and we can't control our baby's sleep. No matter what society tells you, we can't control it. And it's very, very developmentally, biologically normal for our babies to not be sleeping through the night for up to like two plus years. I mean, my three-year-old still wakes up about every other night at least, or, you know, most nights at least once, and he needs me to comfort him back to sleep. And that is not a problem. It's really not a problem. And, and we oftentimes, I think, can drive ourselves into a really deep hole, making it a huge problem. But the more we can kind of release, relinquish control over that and instead control the things that we are meant to, the, just the easier experience it's going to be. I'm going to have some more podcast episodes on this because I feel like I've really cracked a code when it comes to kind of balancing, being very responsive to my baby's needs and also not like falling into a whole bunch of depletion in that and feeling like I'm really well taken care of too, but I'm also not compromising who I want to be as a mother in order to force my baby into something they're not ready for, or that's not healthy for them developmentally and all of those things. And so 
what what can we control when it comes to sleep when yes our baby's not going to be sleeping through the night we can control our sleep hygiene for more restful sleep when we can sleep and so some things we can do we can set up our environment to be conducive to rest and when i when i say rest i also mean you know, make sure that when you're postpartum, you have those safe spaces in your home that feel restful to you, that, you know, feel like you have that sense of peace when you're there. You can just unwind. You can, you can really allow yourself to just be, you know, without all the doing. And that's one of the biggest things that we, I think, have a hard time with postpartum, giving ourselves permission to slow down because we're so used to placing so much of our worth and our identity in all the things we do and in running a million miles an hour and all the things we achieve and in performing and in producing and being productive and getting a million things done on our to-do list. And that's not the measure of a good mom. It's not. And the more we can let go of that, I think the better off we're going to be early postpartum as well. So this is a time where, you know, we, we can really set up our environment to be conducive to rest. Another thing is being mindful of caffeine. Of course, we're going to probably want coffee to survive and it's totally cool. You know, I know there's, there's, you know, some information out there on kind of what we might want to be mindful of as far as like healthy limits when it comes to caffeine. Um, But something to also think about with caffeine is it's going to impact our sleep quality. It's going to impact our ability to have restful sound sleep. And so that's something to think about. Another one to think about is our screen time use. And especially, you know, there's a lot of research out there on minimizing our screen time to include our phones before we go to bed for at least an hour or two, kind of doing a detox and to wind down and allow our our brain to settle. And so, you know, we're probably going to already be dealing with some of the negative self-talk. We're going to be dealing with some of the kind of spiraling thoughts that might happen postpartum and all those things are normal. You're not alone in any of them, but it's going to be harder when we are either finding ourselves mindlessly scrolling social media all the time, when we're numbing ourselves to our emotions, and when we're avoiding those kind of sitting and processing those things that are hard, instead throwing ourselves into more screen time. So no no shame if you're going to be watching some Netflix shows, if if that brings you joy. You know, it's great to connect with other people, but I want you to be mindful of the pitfalls of those things, both from a mental health perspective and also a physical health perspective and how it's also impacting your sleep. And, you know, something that I think we often deal with through pregnancy and postpartum is insomnia. And a lot of that is based on what's physically going on in our bodies, but there's also mental health components that are related to insomnia, right? So our anxiety and our stress can keep us up at night. And I've dealt with that a lot. And I know that I'm not alone in that. And so just think about all the things that are going to contribute to more restful sleep and higher quality sleep when you actually do get those precious, precious fleeting moments to actually lay your head down, you know, and oftentimes we can feel a lot of pressure around like that advice to sleep when the baby sleeps. And I know for me, like that didn't always feel accessible and realistic. And so take the pressure off of yourself too. And I think a better mantra for yourself is like rest when the baby sleeps or rest when the baby's resting and rest can look a bunch of different ways. Like what's going to fill your cup? What's going to help you feel rejuvenated and renewed? And that's what I want you to focus on. So, and the last thing I would, just a very separate side note, but a good like food for thought is that caffeine can also impact your pelvic floor symptoms. So if you are experiencing urinary incontinence, if you're having trouble with like urgency or leaking at all, those symptoms are actually going to get worse when you drink coffee. And I'm sorry to say it, and I'm like cringing because I, I love 
my coffee in the morning. But I also know that when I drink more coffee and I go do more intense physical activity, that's higher impact. Like if I were to, for example, I went to a trampoline park the other day with our kids and, you know, as we're jumping on a lot of trampolines, like it's pretty high impact. And my pelvic floor is always going to be still dealing with some of the repercussions of my, my, of my too rapid postpartum return the first time because this was before I knew better. I jumped back into everything way too quickly to include very high impact activity and a lot of running and a lot of difficult um, demands with our military training. And so with all of that, I am now still, I still am dealing with some of those lingering impacts of urinary incontinence. And it's, it's very manageable, but sometimes it still, it still comes out a little bit. And so when I was at the trampoline park, I had some a good amount of coffee in the morning. I did not really have much water. And I noticed the day that I did that versus another day that I went to the trampoline park, I noticed my symptoms were worse. And so it's just something to be mindful of. See what is impacting it for you and, and just kind of be cognizant. There's a lot of different factors at play other than just your strength of your pelvic floor. All right. The last tip that I have for you here is simple routines and habits of self-care and forms of rest. So I've been giving you some kind of tidbits here and there about rest and recharging your own batteries, but I want you to think about doing the little things to take care of yourself and fill your cup too during your postpartum chapter. Do not underestimate the power of very simple habits of self-care. And I know that can feel like overwhelming in and of itself. Like Megan, I, I can barely take care of my baby around the clock and take care of, take a shower. Like how the heck am I supposed to even like do these other luxurious forms of self-care? Like that feels so impossible. And I want to encourage you, I'm not talking about things that feel super luxurious. I'm talking about the very little things like giving yourself permission to do your rehab exercises, giving yourself permission to take a few moments of your day, even if it takes an entire hour because it's broken up by nursing sessions, by, you know, changing your baby's blowout diaper, by comforting them when they want to be held. If that's what it takes to get your exercise session in and you're holding your baby almost the entire time while you're doing your exercises, that's wonderful. But you deserve that too, you know, and it doesn't have to be an either or and it doesn't have to, you don't have to go to the gym and take that time away from your baby either postpartum if it feels better for you to do your workouts at home. And that's what my postpartum program shows you how to do. Whether you want to go to the gym and use all the equipment they have there or whether you want to use very simple, you know, low cost equipment at home, I got you covered. And so, do those little things to take care of yourself and fill your cup. And one, you know, really simple strategy that I use that is just made a million, million times of a difference for me the second time around postpartum than the first is I put this little habit tracker on my fridge and I had on there first thing in the morning, I had take my prenatal vitamin, which yes, I encourage you to keep taking postpartum for as long as you can. And honestly, through all of motherhood, you should be probably taking your prenatal vitamins because your body is still healing. Your body is, is tends to be depleted and it's going to help you maintain your milk supply. It's going to help just help you in general, and it will help you hormonally, um, and, and just help you in your fertility. So with all of that, fertility also is a sign of health. So just, just to note, that is a sign of, of our health. It's like another, um, it's another one of those markers of our overall holistic health. And so it's something that we can, we can use as like a, a way to gauge 
is there something going on with my body that is like a deeper issue that needs to be resolved that we need to get to the root of. So with that tracker though, you can put your prenatal vitamin on there. You can put, have a glass of water first thing when I wake up, um, do my, my pelvic floor and core rehab exercises or get my exercise session in, get my breakfast in. If, if anything, if you have one good solid meal a day, make it be breakfast, start your day off strong. And ideally, if someone else prepares that for you, amazing. Or if you can prepare it ahead of time so that, you know, it's easy in the morning. Oftentimes our babies tend to be in a little bit happier, you know, happier mood, like first thing in the morning, because, you know, once, once they kind of get a sense of what's night versus what's day, (laughs) but that is something that it just can make a lot of difference is having a good breakfast to start the day off strong because everything else can kind of fall to the wayside later on. And, um, and then also if you set yourself goals though, like those little goals of let me get a good breakfast in, let me get some good snacks or other meals in that are nourishing for my body. Um, I put on there my prayer time as one of my healthy habits that I wanted to maintain, or I, I put on there journaling as something that I wanted to do like every other day. You can put on there, you know, I want to learn or um, I want to do, you know, listen to a podcast or read it or listen to an audiobook because it's oftentimes hard to like read a book when we are, are managing a baby in our arms or trying to like, you know, get the right hold with figuring out breastfeeding right away and all of those things. So audiobooks, podcasts, um, you know, like my mini, my mini online course that I have, that's part of my postpartum program. I encourage you like pop that in your earbuds. You don't even have to watch like me on video, just pop it in your earbuds while you're nursing your baby. And it's going to fill your cup and, and just help you navigate the difficulties of this time. So that's, I mean, those are so many things that you can do that are really low barrier to entry that are easy for you. You know, when you're taking your walks with your baby that you're probably going to want to do, you know, don't be afraid to merge that with something that fills your cup, like listening to an audiobook or listening to a podcast or merging that with prayer time. I mean, those are beautiful things that can make all the difference in the world. Getting outside, getting some fresh air, putting your feet in the grass if you have good weather, you know, and it's that, those are the little things that make a difference. It's not like you don't need to, yes, a postpartum massage would be amazing. Yes. Getting your nails done is amazing. Like those things can be awesome. Taking a bath can be great. You know, once you're, once you have that kind of initial healing done, because it can be, you don't want to risk infection early on, but with, with that, I mean, don't, don't feel like it has to be super complicated. Keep it simple and actually ask yourself, what are those things that bring me joy? How can I bring some more of those into my day? How can I sprinkle my day with more of those, you know, and don't add more things to your plate, but see how you can integrate them into what you're already doing with your baby. While you are pouring yourself out for your baby, how can you also be filled and make that a priority because it's going to have an overflow effect in your capacity to handle all the demands of this season you're going to feel a million times less depleted, a million times less burnt out, even when you're super sleep deprived, even when, yes, you are pouring yourself without end for this little human 24 seven. So those are my eight tips for you. And a lot of this is, you know, very, very important for the first the sort of fourth trimester, like the first weeks postpartum, the first three months or so postpartum. But it, it's something that also is relevant for all of motherhood. None of this is, you know, I mean, super complicated. None of this 
goes away. Like it all helps in every single stage of motherhood. So I hope that this is helpful to you. I really encourage you to take this to heart. And you know, this is, this is all very actionable, practical tips, but you know, I hope that you also wrote them down and took notes today. And if this help, this episode was helpful for you, please share this with a friend who you feel like might need it too. And if you are looking for a full game plan to implement this, if you want more on how, if you want more um, of like a clear schedule to reduce the guesswork on what to do for, to optimize your postpartum recovery, if you want more tips like this, and if you if you want like me in your ears during your postpartum time, encouraging you through the hard parts, then my friend, what are you waiting for? Come join my postpartum program because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you thrive through it and not just survive because you deserve more than just trying to survive and react to everything as it comes. I'm going to save you valuable time and energy, but I'm also most importantly going to help you in your integrated health. I am going to save you the, all of the mental battles that we oftentimes experience just because we, we don't have the tools to support us through it. And so much of this I've brought together from everything that I've learned and sought out education in my obviously personal experiences, but also the experiences of so many other mothers who have gone before me too, that I really take into heart. So one day, one step at a time, above all, remember that God is giving you each day, your daily bread. Each day he gives us all the grace that we need for everything that he wants us to do. And if you feel like you absolutely do not have what it takes, then the truth is, the hard truth is that you might be carrying more than God actually means for you to carry. And I can help you gain clarity in that and gain a lot more peace from it. And I just am here to lighten your load. So please don't hesitate to hop on a one-on-one call Please don't hesitate to ask me any more questions if you have questions about if my postpartum program would be a good fit for you. Like I said, it's got the it's got the actual online course portion of it too that you can listen to at your own pace and time in addition to the exercise program. So it's very well-rounded in that sense. And I'm here to support you in, in these different capacities because it's, again, it's so much more than just your physical recovery that matters. Every part of you matters. Every part of your experience matters. And do not let any of that be downplayed. So you are exactly the mom that your baby needs. You are doing an amazing job, even when you don't believe it. I am cheering you on and I am lifting you up. I also want to hear from you. I want to get feedback. Let me know what was most valuable or most helpful to you from this episode. Let me know what you want to see more of. And the best ways, two ways that you can do this are one, leaving a review and a rating on this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You know, this is my ministry that God has called me to. I'm going to keep giving my best to you. I'm going to keep showing up and supporting you through this. And this is such joy. It's it's a labor of love. It takes a lot of hard work, but that's one of the best ways that you can thank me. Receiving a glimpse into the impact that it's had on you on your journey is going to be so encouraging to me. And it's just going to really make it all feel worth it. So I'd love to hear from you and know how it supported you via a rating and review. The second way that you can reach out to me is let's connect by email. Go ahead and send me an email at megan at armtotheheart.com. And I would love to hear from you how this has impacted you. I would also love to hear what you want to hear more of. What topics you want me to dive into? What are you struggling with? What questions do you have? What things are you navigating? Um, you know, what 
do you need help in? Because I want this to be valuable to you. I want this to be worth your time. And I want you to keep coming back and again and again because it just serves you so well. So I'm here for you and I'm excited to hear from you soon. So go ahead and hop right over and do that right now before you forget. All right, my friend, I'm lifting you up. I'm praying for you and go keep fighting the good fight.